The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Now, this leads us to Brian Barker, who has been sitting patiently telling and waiting to tell us how to grow all of this stuff. So if you're tempted to grow a pomegranate or anything else, you can fire in your questions to 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. Before that, every time Brian is in, one of the things I ask him is about the horror show that is my lawn. And at this stage, I've given up. I've replanted the thing now four different years, Brian. I'm not doing it anymore. Can I just buy the grass that you buy in a roll, roll it out and get on with my life? Not the plastic stuff, the actual turfy stuff. Of course you can. Roll, roll out lawn. Yeah. Is it hard to Again, make work? It depends on the area we're talking about. You're not going to you're not going to re-turf a, a half acre plot in the middle of the countryside, but you will in an urban situation, a suburban back garden, a manageable sized area. Absolutely. Is There's it expensive? A bit of prep involved. Oh, a bit no, of prep. I know. Be. What do I have to I do? I know you're on a one man crusade to elevate the avoidance <laughs> of physical labour <laughs> to an art form, so that won't suit you at all. <laughs> I probably have to till it in some way, do I, or rotivate it, or one of those yeah, things. Yeah, well, you'll have to get a sod cutter, strip what's there, get down to a nice even substrate, get a, a bit of fresh loam, put it on it. You're looking for a nice even blend of new material that the rollout, the base of the rollout, can bind to, can get those roots down into and grab. But and when can I do this? Is this late March? Is that or uh, we're coming into prime time for oh. everything? Yeah, everything related to that sort of endeavour in the garden. Uh, if you're, I mean, you'll be rejuvenating a lawn anyway coming up in the next few weeks. So why not just go that extra step further? and go down the rollout route, you know? Well, this is interesting because it relates to a text that's just come in saying, I know this is a good time of year to mulch beds, for instance. What are the options and what's your recommendation for the best type to use in a small suburban space? Okay, mulching beds. When we talk about mulch, we're typically talking organic mulch, right? So organic obviously refers to anything that was formerly living. So we're talking wood chip, we're talking shredded bark, wood fibre, sawdust, even cardboard would be considered an organic Sit mulch. in on that microwave around. What's the point of mulching? What does it deliver? Okay, well, mulch is magic stuff, organic mulch. It does several things, okay? It'll, first of all, it suppresses your weeds. That's the main job we look to do, looked for it to do. Aesthetically, it makes your plants stand out. Uh, your plants are going to look beautiful. The green foliage and those flowering shrubs in the middle of summer look beautiful against a nice blanket of mulch. It controls the temperature in the root zone of plants. It'll retain moisture during dry periods. And fourthly, it'll transmit all its goodness eventually down into the substrate, down into the soil, right? That, for me, is the most important part. Now, all organic mulch is not created equally, right? So there's bark mulch, there's wood chip. It has different grades, different textures, different consistencies and different levels of coarseness. In my experience, you want a finer mulch, right? So go for something that's more fibrous, finer consistency, finer material. Reason being, once that goes through a couple of wet and dry cycles, it forms a nice crust. It's good at weed suppression, but because the components are finer, it breaks down and transmits that goodness down into the substrate quicker. And sort of functions as a compost. Exactly, almost. exactly. You mentioned the thing of the lawn. We have a text saying, is, what exactly is it that I should be doing to my lawn round about now to get it off to a good... You said, because you said feed it and rejuvenate yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, p- people tend to ignore the lawn over the winter, which I think is a mistake. We, we, we tend to stop cutting the lawn. Now, I know it can be problematic to cut the lawn in the sodden. winter. Okay, it's sodden and lawnmower doesn't like wet grass, obviously. But we've had a reason, down where I am, we've had a reasonably dry two or three weeks. Now's a good time to get out and get the more going, 
get the grass cut, keep it trimmed if you can over the winter. Apply a good iron-rich feed about now, just coming into the spring will really give it a boost when the growth really starts to kick in. When temperatures, soil temperatures start to rise, you want to give that lawn a good jump start and a good iron-rich feed around this time of the year is a great way to do that. Well, when we're on this time of the year, a question asking, I experimented with a modest area of vegetables earlier last year and really enjoyed it. Are there any veg seeds that I can start this time of year? And also, am I too late to plant garlic? And if not, how is it done? Okay, the veg seeds. Well, what you do in the whole veg area kind of depends on the, the facilities you have available to you at the moment. So if you just have wind, a windowsill or a nice warm area inside, maybe a sunroom or a hallway or something like that, you could be looking at starting things like leeks, celery, uh, lettuce, even tomatoes. If you have a small polytunnel or a small glass house, you could go the route of putting straight into it things like... Things like spinach, things like beetroot, things like lettuce, radish, very easy to grow. The tomato is a lot of work. Tomatoes can be a lot of work. A lot of you work. Know, a lot of people. I, w- I would tell people, if, if, if that person sounds like maybe entry level, I would say stay away from tomatoes for the first couple of seasons till you get a bit of confidence. Go, go the easy route, right? Lettuce. Easy things like lettuce. Exactly. And Radish. the great thing about growing lettuce at home, if you grow tomatoes at home, you never have enough because you're, you're used to buying yeah. a lot of tomatoes. Whereas yeah. if you grow lettuce, you end up with a lot of lettuce because there's a limit lettuce. to how much lettuce you can use. And I, I, yeah, I don't know, but lettuce is, I mean, you find new and exciting and interesting ways to use it, you know? You and Sean yeah. Defoe between the pair Needs most. A text saying, cats next door loving my flower beds. Neighbour has ignored it and now we don't talk. How can I stop them? It's disgusting. Gusting, and I assume that means that the cat is using it as a toilet. Right. Okay. Well, a, a a good a good cultural control, as we call it, for cat ingress can be holly. If you plant holly, right, and you over the course of the winter when you're pruning your holly, distribute a bit of holly around the edges of your beds, and that will is an immediate deterrent for cats because the minute they come in contact with the prickly holly, they turn on their heel and scarper and go find somewhere else. Also, a good way of a sacrificial. Um, pole or a play pole or an activity centre. Now I know it, it's not your cat, so you know it's you're, you're providing facilities for the neighbour's cat, but you're looking to provide distraction. You're looking to provide a decoy for the cat. Give the cat something else. A German Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to concentrate on and stay away from your beds. Also, if you plant a uh, lots of pots on a patio, right? Plant plant cats as we know are quite sneaky. They like weaving their way in and out through obstructions. If you plant a lot of pots on a pots on a patio, they like to spend time kind of navigating those pots messing around that area and would stay away from your beds so Holly I think is the first port of call there your expertise knows no bounds Brian it is always <laughs> remarkable one final one before I let you go a text asking I'd love to get into gardening I don't have any green thumb at all is there anything unkillable I can start with Briefly, well, let let me st- let me first of all jump on the green thumb thing. There, this is a, a misnomer when it comes to gardening. It's it's like saying I can't cook, but then you go to the internet, you download a recipe, you follow it, and you produce a beautiful meal. Well, all of a sudden, if you follow the instructions, you can cook. Gardening's the same. If you follow a few basic intuitive principles, you can garden. You can have a green thumb. It's not like a gift that comes down from on high and is given to some people and not to others. You can learn these things, okay? Unkillable. Start with evergreens. Evergreens are simple, simple evergreen plants. Things like laurel, Portuguese laurel, viburnum, flowering evergreen shrubs, minimal maintenance, easy to manage, easy to get your head around. Now, if that was awful quick and you want to get it, you can listen back on the podcast, The Anton Savage Show. You can download anything that you missed, including all of the details of how to keep cats out of your garden, possibly out of your life, if that's the way that you want to go. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.